Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. And those online, as well as our television audience, you are also welcome. And what an awesome time, an awesome season that we are in. And I trust you are doing well. And if you are not, by the end of the service, you'll be okay. Amen. We serve a good, 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 good God. And it's such a joy to bring the word of God to you today. Amen. We have an anointing service this morning. And your life will be transformed as you are anointed. You see, in this season, we are studying about what Jesus has done for us. And not only done for us, what is he doing now? And you see, your success in life as a Christian, as a child of God, is dependent on you knowing who you are in Christ. Having a revelation of who you are in Christ. Without that, um, you, you go to heaven, but you may not have a pleasant experience down here. But in the name of Jesus, you'll have a pleasant experience walking with Jesus. Amen. Understanding who you are in Christ makes all the difference. Our identification with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, um, you see, there are the Holy Spirit came after Jesus left. And after Jesus Christ left, he said, look, it's actually better for you that I go because if I don't go, the comforter or the Holy Spirit will not come. Now, when Jesus was here, he walked with the disciples, and he was with them all the time from a physical standpoint. But Jesus could only be in one place at one time. So he says that I'm going, and I'm going to send you somebody else. Alos is the Greek word, another just like me. But this time he will be with you forever. Now, there are three relationships of the Holy Spirit with us um, when it comes to what he's come to do for us. First, the first thing is he is with us. The Holy Spirit is all over the world. And he is with us before you get saved. He's around you convicting you and trying to get you to Jesus. And then after you get saved, he comes in you. And then there's another dimension when he comes upon us. Let's look at this in John chapter 14, verse 17. Thank you, Lord. John 14, 17. Notice what the Bible says. It says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, notice this, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. The world can receive Jesus. That's the first step. Whom the world cannot receive. And he neither sees him nor knows him, but, know, but you know him, for he dwells with you. 
So first, he's with you. Then, after you receive Jesus, he comes to be in you. That's two stages. And then the third stage, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, thank you, Lord Jesus. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. You receive power. You receive ability. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So that's another dimension. He's in you. Now he comes upon you. For what reason? That you will be witnesses of me. See, that's what makes the difference in the Christian life. And that is what will make the difference in your life as well. One time, a certain minister was called. There was a certain girl that was um, having such demonic manifestations, she couldn't be controlled. So they called um, some leader of another religion, and they came. They couldn't do anything. Then they called another leader of another religion, he couldn't do anything. And then they called this pastor, he was a very, uh, pastor of a, not a very large congregation. But I said, let's go and talk to this person see, uh, so, so he can help. So they went, and before he got there, the girl started screaming, the Christians are coming. The, some, the, the spirit in the girl, the Christians are coming, the Christians are coming. And before he got there, all the demons had left. <laughs> that's power. That's a, di that's a difference. <laughs> they, all, they all left. They all cleared before he got there. It is so many times uh, we lack power in our lives. And this is traceable to this. But God wants to take our life. He says you receive power. You receive ability. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And you see, there's a difference between the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. They are totally two different things. The presence changes us, the power enables us to do. I'll say it again. The presence changes us, the power enables us. Two different things. So, you see, when we talk about the anointing, we are talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And in the Greek, you see, the, in, in the Hebrew, the, the Bible is original, the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. The word for anoint is mashak, M-A-C-H-A-C-H. And it means to rub. It means to smear. And even in the east, still, the shepherds still anoint the sheep with oil. And the goal is to keep away bugs and infections. And that, that word mashak is where we get the word Messiah, Jesus Christ. Christ really means anointed one. Now, so... Somebody will say, what is the benefit of the anointing, the empowerment? 
What is, what, what, what is the benefit? What difference does it make in my life? We look at seven of them. This, this morning, this, we have a, a packed agenda today. Hopefully, we can, we'll go as far as we can. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, there are, there are several benefits of the anointing to our lives. Let's look, let's look at seven of them very quickly. And you see, uh, sometimes you, you, I mean, you rebuke and nothing happens because <laughs> there is no buke in your rebuke. <laughs> the power element is missing. But after today, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you'll be empowered in your service to God and you'll have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Seven benefits. Now, the anointing oil or the anointing will consecrate you. That's the first one. It will consecrate you for God's service. Let's go to Exodus chapter 30, verse 31. It will separate you for God's blessing. Exodus 30, verse 31. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice what the Bible says. And you, say, and you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing to me throughout your generation. Throughout your generation it separates you it consecrates you it says it shall not be poured on man's flesh nor shall you make any like it according to its composition it is holy and it shall be holy it separates you in those times they need to anoint the priest they need to anoint the, the vessels that were in the tabernacle to set them apart for the service of god the anointing sets you apart the anointing separates you for the service of God, for God's blessing and for God's honor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Two, the anointing brings you honor. The anointing brings you honor and prosperity. Notice what the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 9 to 13. Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 9 thank you lord jesus he says then i washed you in water yes i totally washed off your blood and i anointed you with oil i clothed you in embroidered cloth and gave you sandals of badger skin i clothed you with fine linen and covered you with silk look look at the honor i adorned you with ornaments put bracelet on your wrist and a chain on your neck and I put a jewel in your nose, earrings in your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver, and your clothing was of fine linen, silk, and embroidered clothes. You ate pastry of fine flour, honey, and oil. You were exceedingly beautiful and succeeded to royalty. Your fame went out among the nations because of your beauty, for it was perfect through my splendor, which I bestowed on you, says the Lord. Honor. Honor that comes from God. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may you be honored by the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 13, the classic King James, it says, you, you did prosper into a kingdom. I anointed you with oil. I clothed you. The anointing brings you honor and prosperity. Thank you, Lord. Three, the anointing will enable you to enter your inheritance. There are so many things that God has planned and purpose for each and every one of us. And, and this morning, my goal is to stir you up so you begin to desire more of what God has for your life and what God wants to do through your life. Notice, let me read this from the classic in James. Numbers chapter 18, verse 8. Thank you, Lord. Numbers chapter 18, verse 8. He says, And the Lord spoke to Aaron, Behold, I have given thee the charge of my hymn offerings of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. Unto thee I have given them by reason of the anointing. And to thy sons... By an ordinance forever. I have given them to you by reason of the anointing. I have given them to you by reason of the anointing. It causes you to enter your inheritance. Think about your life. Where will you, you have been? If he had not been by the grace of God. Some will have been dead by now. Some will be doing different things. Bound by drugs, alcohol, different things. And if you are watching or listening. And you are bound by any of these things. In the mighty name of Jesus. When Jesus comes into your life. He will make you completely free. Amen. I said he will make you completely free. I've given them to you by reason. There are so much God has for each and every one of us. Sometimes we have not even touched the tip of the iceberg of what God has for us. But by reason of the anointing, you will enter your inheritance in the name of Jesus. I have given them to you by reason of the anointing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, the anointing also gives you authority. Authority over devils and over things on earth. We have tremendous authority in Christ. Sometimes we have not touched even the tip of the iceberg. Tremendous authority. The Bible says that he's made us kings and priests. Notice what the Bible says. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3. We could spend a long time on all these, but I'm trying to give you as much as, as, much as possible. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3. He says, So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron. And, and King David and made a covenant with him at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. Anointed king over. Anointed king 
over. Anointed king over. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Christ, we have dominion and authority over devils. Sometimes people are harassed in their minds, in their body, at night, tossed back and forth. But the anointing causes you to enter into your inheritance. The name of Jesus has authority in all three worlds. In heaven, it is recognized in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And everything bows to that name. It, when you leave this place any, today, in the name of Jesus, any devils that have been harassing you, in Jesus' mighty name, they will let you go free. You are leaving this place totally free in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The anointing destroys. That's the next one. The anointing destroys Every bondage, every form of captivity. You see, there should be no demonic activity around you. No, 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 no. In Isaiah chapter 10, Isaiah 10 verse 27, he says, The yoke shall be destroyed, it shall come to pass in that day. That his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. And his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing or because of the anointing oil. Burden. Yokes. In those days they used to um, join the oxen with a yoke on their necks. To keep them in check. But he says that because, because of the fatness, the yoke will be destroyed, the anointing. Sickness is a yoke. Addictions, different things. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, if Jesus has made you free, you are free indeed. If Jesus has made you free, you are free indeed. The anointing destroys the yoke. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then five. Which number are you on? Okay, I'm checking to see if you are paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> The anointing imparts truth. The anointing imparts truth. The anointing imparts truth. First John chapter 2 verse 20. Thank you, Lord. First John chapter 2 verse 20. Notice what the Bible says. He says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Verse 27 says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and it's not a lie. And just as he has taught you, you will abide in him. 
He says, the anointing abides in you and you know all things. The anointing teaches you. And he says, you don't have a need that anyone teaches you. You see, as I'm, as, as I'm ministering this morning, you are being taught by the same anointing. <laughs> the, the anointing is, cause, is, you are being taught by the same anointing. Sometimes as you are out and about, uh, the Holy Spirit checks you. That anointing in you, the Holy Spirit, in you checks you. Do, don't do this. When you do something wrong, uh, when you when you are going a direction that is not the right way, he will break the anointing will teach you and bring you on the right path. Imparts truth. There's a lot of error out there, and for you to be protected from error, the anointing teaches you all things. There's a lot of things out there, but you will be protected from deception in Jesus' name. You don't need that anyone teach, teach you. He's talking about the fact that from the standpoint that the, the, you need pastors, you need teachers, but even when you are being taught that way, the same anointing is teaching you. You'll be kept from error in Jesus' name. You'll be kept from error in Jesus' name. And then seven, the anointed, an anointing causes you to see and understand. It causes you to see and understand. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. Revelation 3, verse 8. Notice what the Bible see, says. Revelation 3, verse 8. He says, I know your works. See, I've set before you. Revelation 3, 18. I apologize. Revelation 3, 18. I says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Notice this. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. He's not talking about seeing things from a natural things. Anoint your eyes. That you may see. You see, this particular church that he's writing to, um, they, had, they had a famous medical institution over there, the audition. They had a famous medical institution that was known for healing eye problems. So you see, now look, uh, even though you have this institution, the, the, the best thing you can do for yourself from a natural standpoint is anoint your eyes that you may see. That you may see. You may have spiritual perception. You'll be able to see things from a spiritual standpoint. You'll be able to see and understand and know God and walk with the Lord. Somebody's eyes are being opened this morning in Jesus' name. It's a very terrible thing to walk through life and, 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 not, and not see and, and understand. And we, just, we talked about this last week. The understanding is what makes the difference between you and the other person. Give me understanding and I will live. Your eyes are being opened in Jesus' name. In this post-resurrection season, you will experience the risen Christ. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that you will get to know him more and more. 
your relationship with the Lord will be closer than ever before. Because that's what he desires. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's go a step further. Now, you see, because we live in a very wicked world, we need to be empowered and anointed and remain anointed all throughout our lives, every day. Notice what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 8. Thank you, Lord. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 8. The Bible says, Let your garment always be white, and let your head lack no oil. Let your head lack no oil. Let your garment always be white. And let your head lack no oil. God wants us to be anointed every single day of our lives. That's why he says in Psalm 23 verse 5, my cup runs over. He wants us to overflow. Our cup to overflow. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. There should not be a day. Without this anointing daily, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. There has to be an overflow. Let your head lack no oil. So how? Then how does the anointing come? Pastor, you told us all these benefits, all these goodies, all that is available. How do I get it? For the rest of this message, we'll continue another time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll <laughs> check it to see if you are here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the first thing is to wash yourself clean. Ruth, chapter 3, verse 3. Wash yourself clean. He says, therefore wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and then go down to the treasure floor. The emphasis here is, wash yourself and then the anointing. Wash yourself and then the anointing. Wash yourself and then the anointing key issue. God anoints people that are consecrated to him. You can be anointed for different things. Wash yourself and anoint yourself. Wash yourself and anoint yourself. Wash yourself and anoint yourself. There is a, you see, the Old Testament is types and shadows of, of the New Testament. You see a lot of types and shadows in there. In Leviticus chapter 14, somebody said, I don't like, like the Leviticus. <laughs> All the Bible is for us. Amen. Amen. In Leviticus chapter 14, lep there was the, 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 when the lep leprous person had to be cleansed and, made, uh, and cleansed, there was a process that he went through. And leprosy is a type of sin. 
But there was a process that he, has, he had to go through. That's the, that's the homework for today. Read Leviticus chapter 14 when you get home. But the summary of it is, he said that they had to bring, thank you, Lord Jesus. There were certain elements that they had to bring for the, for the cleansing of the leper. There were certain items. Verse, verse 4, he says, Then the priest shall command you to take for him who is to be cleansed, two living and clean beds. Notice this, he says, cedar wood. That's the first thing. Cedar wood, the cross. Wood is a type of the cross of Jesus. So you go to the cross first. For the, for, 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 go to the cross first. Go through the cross. Then he talks about scarlet. Don't have time to get into that. And then he talks about hyssop. Hyssop was what, what was used, like a plant. And it's a, it's a type of faith in the New Testament. Hyssop, that's what was used to sprinkle. But then first, the, lip, the leper had to be cleansed with blood. On his right ear, the right thumb, and then the right toe. The washing comes first. The cleansing comes first. Then after that, the anointing of the right ear, the thumb, the right thumb, and then the right toe. But the washing comes first. The washing comes first. Wash yourself and anoint yourself. God is looking for people in these last days that are hungry for him. That will say, Lord, I want to go all out with you in the mighty name of Jesus. I was created for a higher purpose. I was created for a purpose. I have a purpose and a destiny. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I refuse to just come through and pass through. Lord, in the name of Jesus, all that you have for my life. Oh God, I want to all walk in all all of it. Lord, I know in the name of Jesus, there are lives that I need to impact. There are lives that are needed to be impacted through my life. I yield and consecrate my life to you. I, am not, I know that I'm not living at the level where I'm supposed to be. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, I yield my life to you completely. I sense his presence. Wash yourself and anoint yourself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In, 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 so you see, for instance, in Psalm 51, verse 7, David is speaking and he says, he says that, Purge me with his up, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Purge me with his up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wash yourself. We see that, 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 that same, same principle in Exodus chapter 30, verse 20 to 21, and verse 30 to 32. And Ezekiel, Exodus 30, 20 to 21, Exodus 30, 30 to 32. And in Ezekiel, what we read earlier, Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 9, he says, Then I washed you in water. I thoroughly washed off your blood and anointed you with oil. The washing comes first. The washing. The washing. I washed you. Then, 
I anointed you. My Lord and my God. How does the anointing come? It comes through the word. It comes through the word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, God is looking for people that will set themselves apart. I pray in the name of Jesus. God is raising up an army in these last days. And you are a part of that army in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The anointing comes through the word. Job chapter 29, verse 6. Job 29, verse 6. Notice it says, when I washed my steps, when my steps were bathed with cream, and the rock poured me out, rivers of oil for me. The rock poured out rivers. The rock is the word. The doing of the word. Poured me out rivers of oil. The word is anointed. Comes through the word. Saturate your life in the word of God. And not only do that, decide to be a doer of the word of God. That's what he's talked about. You see, sometimes when we talk about the rock, uh, the one, the Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 and downwards, he talks about the person who built on the rock. But he goes on to say that the rock really is the word and the doing of the word. That's what makes the difference. <laughs> It's one thing to come to church and hear the word of God. It's another thing. There are two different things. To decide to be a doer of the word of God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, everything that you endeavor to show me in your word, I'm committed to doing it. Even though my body might not like it, I'm committed to doing it. He says you shall not pour the anointing oil on flesh. That means that it is meant for people who are determined that they will walk with God in the spirit. Our life will not be the same after today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The rock poured me out. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 13. Deuteronomy 32, verse 13. He says, he made me ride in the high heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made me draw honey, honey from the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Draw oil from the flinty rock. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's why he says in Psalm 23, verse, verse 5 again, he says that, oh, he... Anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Your cup is overflowing in Jesus' name. Numbers 11 verse 8. Mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. Numbers 11 verse 8. He says, The people went about and gathered it, ground it on millstones, and beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans, and made cakes of it, and its taste 
was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil. Mana, food. The word of God is food. He says it was like pastry prepared with oil. But notice every day they had to go and gather. They had to go and get it. Every day. Feed yourself with the word of God. Feed on the word of God. See, it was like pastry prepared with oil. We, we live in an information. We are bombarded with a lot of information. Every day. Social media. <laughs> and a lot of data. But you see, you can decide what you feed on. You can decide to feed your spirit man with the word of God, or you can decide to feed on trash. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we are careful about what we put in our body, even from a physical standpoint. How much more should we be from a physical standpoint as to what we feed our spirit. You see, God is not going to anoint you if you feed on worldly music, books and materials from cults. In fact, when you do that, you're actually inviting the devils to come and buddy up with you. <laughs> you're saying, come and hang out here. Bad movies, images. You see, you can't feed yourself with that and be anointed. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Wash yourself. And then anoint. Anointing comes through the word. You had to gather every day. It was like pastry prepared with oil. Every day. Feed on. The word of God. Notice what the psalmist says. Psalm 119. Verse 25. He says. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Revive me according to your word. Is you have to be prepared. In the days and times that I come, you have to be prepared. Exercise spiritually. It'll be like uh, the the person, the prize fighter or boxer, doesn't or any player or any sport doesn't get ready and exercise and keep fit. And then a few days before their competition, they are saying, where's my barbells? Where's my weights? The things I need to lift? Where are they? I'm gonna, I, need, I really need to get in shape here. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. 
He says, yes, you are sitting here. You are being fed. You are being, your spirit is charged. You are like, bring everything, anything on. But what, when you leave, what about when you leave here? Go back to the podcast. Listen to the messages. Fill yourself with the word of God. You have a robust spirit. And you are ready no matter what comes. Nothing will overtake you in Jesus' name. Nothing will overtake you. Revive me according to your word. Revive me according to your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three, how does the anointing come? Prayer. Somebody say prayer. Now, we see that in the book, in the book of Acts, that before the Holy Spirit came, those people had got it. And when they got it, what they, were, they, were they doing? They were praying. Acts 1.14, it says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. It's that's, this, that's what makes the difference. And with the women and Mary, the mother of James, and with his brothers. They continued. That's what makes the difference in the Christian walk. Continuity, consistency, steadfastness. They continued. It's one thing to start, it's another thing to finish. They continued. They continued. They continued. They continued, they continued, they continued in prayer. Prayer. Make prayer a part of your life. <laughs> Don't just exist. Pray. Prayer is fellowship with God. And don't be ashamed. Do you notice some, um, sometimes you go into a restaurant and some people, um, you notice you pray over their food, but it's, it looks like they are ashamed. So they close one eye, open one eye, and <laughs> say something over the food. I don't want anyone to see me praying. Let's <laughs> 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 <Just> eat. <laughs> Pray. Oh, pray. Pray in the morning before you set out to go to work. Pray in, in, in the afternoon. Pray in the evening. So no one is busy to pray. You see, there was, a, there was Daniel in the, book of, in, the book of, in the book of Daniel. He was technically like the vice president in the nation. And they saw that this person was doing really well. So they said, okay, how can we come against him? What can we, how can we find fault against him? He says, D Daniel 6.3, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. 
Notice this, this quality, faithfulness. Nor was there any error of fault found in him. Then this man said, we shall not find any chart against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So if he goes to work, he shows up and he does what he's supposed to do. He's faithful. They can't find anything against him. So what, what can we do? Except against the law of his God. So they said to the Lord that nobody should pray to any other God for 30 days. And then they said, no, this cannot happen. God is the strength of my life. God is the one that helps me. God is the one that I depend on. I cannot go 30 days without praying. So notice his response, verse 10. Then when Daniel knew that he was, the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before God as was his custom since early days. As was his custom from when he was very young. Prayer is part of his lifestyle. Some people will have said, okay, I'm a very important personality in society. I'm the vice president of a nation. The first thing is, well, I'm busy. I don't have time for God. He started in his early days, but as soon as he got up there, he said, no, no, this place, we don't pray here. No prayer here. So, God, you stay here. I'll be on this side. Uh, no. And so another person would have said, okay, well, if they made a lot to, no, Daniel, no, no. He carried his prayer with him all the way to the top. In fact, prayer is what helped him to get to the top. he got there, he didn't forget God. He said, don't pray. He said, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Some people have packed up in fear. He said, prayer. If I pray, I'm going to lose my position. Okay, then you go down. Oh, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, 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 no. He went into his room and opened the windows. Everybody should see. That's boldness. That boldness is entering you right now in Jesus' name. That boldness is entering you right now in Jesus' name. He opened so everybody will see. What? I can't pray for 30 days? So, okay, silent prayer. I pray in my heart. You ever had that one? Yeah, yeah. I pray in my heart. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Anyway, I didn't mean to get in order. That's just an extra bonus. But somebody needed that, so it has to come out. Pray. Pray in your car. Turn on some worship music and pray on your commute. But the point is, the anointing, prayer brings the anointing. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. After he had prayed, then the Holy Spirit came. And then to enter another dimension, another phase in Acts chapter 4 verse 24, we see them do the same thing again. And when they prayed, the Holy Spirit manifested himself. In verse, in, in, in verse 31, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled 
were shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with, with boldness. Some people get excited when people fall under the power. You wait till the building starts shaking. You get more excited. <laughs> you get more excited. <laughs> my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One time, some people were in a stadium, there was a meeting, and they had an earthquake, boom, shaking. But no, nobody was hurt. We are entering into some dimensions. Amen. But notice that another example. First um, Kings chapter 19, verse 19, he says, So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle upon him, on him. Plowing, that's a form of prayer, a type of prayer. He was plowing, plowing, plowing. And then he threw his mantle. That mantle is an indication of the anointing coming on him. He was plowing, plowing. Prayer brings the anointing. Oh, in the name of Jesus, from today, your prayer life is going to another level. You see, but you see, you see, like Daniel, prayer has to be scheduled or it won't happen. Get, it, get prayer on the schedule, same way you have the time that you leave the house. Get it on the schedule. He said three times a day, like he was, as his custom was. So it's scheduled. It has to be scheduled or it won't happen. Um, there are times that there has to be scheduled prayer. There are some th times that you, you just need, you need, the Holy Spirit may lead you. But have scheduled times of prayer. Jesus did. Anybody here greater than Jesus? Anybody? Busier than Jesus? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus rose up early to pray. I, I didn't mean to get into this, but it, 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 we have, we have, it needs to be said. Get prayer on the schedule. Get prayer on the schedule. If you want to walk in the anointing, get prayer on the schedule. Get up early if you have to. To pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus rose up early to pray. Get that as part of your Christian walk. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Pray. Thank you. It activates the anointing. He says he was plowing. 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 When, when, when Jesus got there, he was plowing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As his custom was. As his custom was. If you want to walk in the, in the anointing, make it a lifestyle to pray. There's somebody in the Bible, called, his name is called Epaphras. He's noted for praying. You see, pray, anybody can pray. Everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you, Colossians 4.12, a servant of Christ salutes you. Always laboring, it's work, plowing, plowing, fervently for you in prayers, that he may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. 
in all the will of God. Laboring. If God is writing a letter to this church, I pray he finds you as a prayerful person. He found this person. This, 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 Epaphra. Somebody says, is there anybody like that named the Bible? You know, he, he, when you leave and somebody asks you, what did you learn? Say, you learn about Epaphra. I like pronouncing that name. It has a, <laughs> a feel to it. Epaphra. But get prayer on the schedule. He was plowing. And as he was plowing, thank you, Lord Jesus. The anointing came on him. You will not be a powerless Christian in Jesus' name. You will not be a powerless Christian in Jesus' name. You will not be a powerless Christian in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You see, that's what makes the difference. Notice in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, talking about Jesus, he says, And in the morning, this is from the classic King James, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Rising up very early before day. Uh, he has a busy schedule, but God comes first. So, he rises up early to commune and fellowship with the Father. Before day, rising up early. Verse 36 says, And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. All people are looking for you. Why? Because he saw the Father first. You see, we reverse it. We seek the job first, seek the appointment first, or whatever first. Reverse it the other way. Seek God first, and then everything else will come after. All men are looking for you. Why? You rose up early to pray. That's what makes the difference. That's what makes the difference. All men seek you. All men are looking for you. That's what makes the difference. The anointing. Plow. He was plowing. Oh my God, there's so much we can talk about along these lines. But see God first in every area of your life. And when you step out, you see, the Bible says that with God, nothing is impossible. You see, God looks for partnership. That's, that's why he says, with God. With God. With God. With God. He wants to partner with you. In this great work that he has in the earth. He's looking for a partner in your community, in your neighborhood. He's looking for a partner in that workplace. He's looking for a partner. Wherever he's placed you. And when you partner with him. My Lord and my God, that place will not be the same. The people around you will begin to know that you serve the true God. He's anointed you to be a witness. He's looking for you. God, the physical body that he has in the earth is you and I. 
and you say, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I yield my body to you. Take it and glorify your soul through it. With God. With God. With God. With God. Business person, God is looking for you. You can be anointed as a business person. Some people, they know it. I mean, they, they can do business with their eyes closed. <laughs> can be anointed for different things. But God is looking for a partner. He looks through. He looks through. He looks through. And he has found you. I said he has found you. He has found you. The anointing is for service. Anoint. When he, the power comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. Oh God. Lord, take my life and do your pleasure through it. I'm available. I'm yours. I belong to you. In Jesus' name. This morning you will be anointed. You will be prayed over. And you will not leave this place the same. The Bible says that when the anointing came upon the life of Samuel, of, 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 of Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you shall prophesy with them and you will be turned into another man. You will be turned into a different person. I, I knew when the anointing came on my life. I won't be standing here without it. Oh my, my, my. How do you go on a crusade full of people full of all kinds of things? And the boldness that comes. Like for instance, in time, as I was ministering, somebody was being carried away. And demons were coming out of them. <laughs> you will be turned into another man. You will be turned into another man. He talks, he talks about, thank you, Lord Jesus. David, he was walking around. He was anointed as a shepherd. He was taking care of sheep. Then when someone came, he anointed him for another level. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 10, he says that, And Jesse made seven of his sons, to pass before Samuel, and Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of this. Verse 13 says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. He anointed him with oil. The Spirit of God came upon him. And by the time that he gets to chapter 17, he's facing Goliath. Bring the giant home. Are there any giants in your life defying you? Any mountains, any impossibilities. As you are anointed today, those giants will come down in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then Jesus sent his disciples in Matthew chapter, in Mark chapter 6, verse 7. He says, he called unto him the twelve and began to send him forth two by two and give them power over unclean spirits. But notice what they did. He didn't talk about their oil, but when they went, verse 13, he says that, and they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. 
give them power, they want them anointed with oil. You will not be a powerless Christian again. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And in James chapter 5, verse 14, he talks about the anointing with oil for the healing of the sick again. But you are anointed to serve the Lord. Your life will be well pleasing to the Lord. I pray, I'm staring, I'm, there's more, but I'll just give you the scriptures to stay you up to a closer walk with God. That your life will be yielded to the Lord. Totally yielded to him for his service. Jesus didn't begin till he was anointed. His ministry. Publicly. Whew. I can sit here and teach you for three hours, but they, but they say I'm anointed by God's grace. I stand here. Not in my own ability, but by the grace and the ability of God. And you won't feel exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are the one. You are the one. <laughs> you are the one that may, I want. No, no. I can go for six hours. As soon as I leave this place, then the anointing left. Then it's a different thing. Because if the anointing is on me all the time, when I'm at home, then it will be, those people. <laughs> oh, my God. God is so good. I just love God. Let's pray. Thank you. We'll continue. Hey. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.